0: Welcome to the DM's Book Club, a podcast where we read about some Dungeons and Dragons and discuss how I might include it in our role-playing campaigns with me bobbing along silently to no music <laughs> and doing some very interesting, let's say early millennial dance moves is my good friend Rob. Rob, how are you, my
1: friend? Oh god, thank you. I must do some TikTok dancing. Um, oh, was that TikTok?
0: oh well that, that shows about yeah, what I know?
1: I think so. You do you do these things and with you just discuss- fingers yeah you answer questions and you know you say why should we not say these things and stuff
0: and yeah you, you move use your hands. hand across the your thing going boom 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 you're like yeah, 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 yeah could you imagine if we did voiceover powerpoint or so, well, presentations at conferences where it was just tiktok dancing but also giving our points <laughs>
1: Can i imagine that's how i got my job
0: yeah fair enough yeah just
1: <laughs> pointing at ucas data I am very good, thank you. My voice is a little bit raspy today because I was shouting it in arcade for eight hours. So, but no, I'm 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 good. I'm ready to go. We've not talked about D and D for weeks.
0: Weeks. weeks. I know. I know. Because we've obviously we've done different campaign settings. So we've really gone a deep dive, and then. For today, you suggested this much shorter module from first edition, and I was like, "That sounds really interesting. Let's check that out." So, Rob, would you like to introduce our topic for today? Yeah,
1: sure. So this is a module that I uh, never came across before. I saw it because on the very excellent vintage RPG All One Word Instagram account, uh, this guy posts just images of modules, uh, games from back in the day. Really interesting stuff, and it's a, it just that it he gives a little snippet and. This this was one that he put up, never seen it before, called Treasure Hunt mm-hmm. from 1986, written by Aaron Alston, which is a name I've not come across before. But this took my fancy because mm-hmm. it's presented as hmm. a starter adventure. Yep. But actual starter adventures, because you've had the classics like uh keeping the borderlands and stuff like that, which aren't actually very good starter adventures, or Temple of the Frog, which we mentioned. This, however, is <laughs> four characters level zero to one. Mm -hmm. And that is a concept I'm familiar with, a level zero character through the... DCC game,
0: yeah, uh, Dungeon, Dungeon Crawl, Crawl Classics, classics. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've covered that before on DM's Book Club. We had our friend Craig come on and very kindly gifted me a massive, beautiful tome it's of, huge. of a, it's it's something it's it's, you would open, keep a door open with if yeah, you were like, I don't have massive. anything to hand. It's massive and beautiful.
1: But that has the idea of the funnel system, where to character creation. It's one of my favourite character creation systems. You randomly generate three to four. Characters at level zero, and they are gonna be by level zero. That means they've not become an adventurer yet. They're a baker, they're a candlestick maker, they're the other one. Butcher, <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> the least wanted of the other the professions least wanted of the three.
1: Everyone needs candlesticks, it's a dungeon. And you go as a posse, basically, into a dungeon because there's a problem, say, and you're gonna get murdered. It's called a funnel system, funnel adventure. You will lose probably 90% of the characters. and if any of them come out, standing at the end of it, at the end of their level zero game, they become your level one character and you start a DD and d adventure from there. And I thought that was a new thing. I had never encountered that before. I, I thought that was invented by Dungeon Cold Classics. But then in 1986, we've got this. yeah, Treasure Hunt with level zero characters. And it is, yeah, a truly how to play, no, not how to play, but a here is... An adventure to run and it's yes. for new players and it's for new GMs. And yes. that's very important. It's not just it is designed for, oh, you've got into this D thing because of that weird hellfire club at school, but you don't know what to do. <laughs> well, here you go. Here's and not only for the players, but here you go, dm This is what an adventure will look like if you mm. buy one. And here is a whole mess of tips and advice mm. and things to do in a very conversational style.
0: Yeah, it felt very friendly, like you were asking somebody, like, how, you know, what happens if they do this? And they don't listen to the book. And it goes, just look at the appendix and then go yeah. through it there. But you're right. I think it's so conversational. It sort of, like, winds around the point And eventually you get there and you're like... Oh, so just, you just needed to say that last paragraph then.
1: <laughs> yeah, very much so. You really, you could have just said, yeah. It's the kind of book which nowadays I think you'd have lots of box outs. Yes, where just would to make it say, clear. What if this doesn't happen? What if this doesn't happen? Or who is this? But it's an easy read, considering the other stuff we've been through. This is it was actually a very easy read. Because
0: it's sort of split up into sort of six Episodic things And it does The sort of classic thing You know You get shipwrecked There's a temple There's a manor house And there's a dungeon So it hits various staples Which is great it was a very cool thing with the mats, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a second. But mm. it just—it just felt like it's very cool. But like, if you're level zero, you don't have much health. You don't have much yeah. of anything. I think you have like what six health or something. I'll roll maximum a d six. Yeah, max. If you roll a six. And whilst there isn't as many random encounters and stuff, there are you know things out there that can easily kill you. And it talks about like what do you do mm. if somebody dies? But he does say, and it's a slight spoiler If you get to a certain point, there is no more chances, <laughs> no more thing, and you're like. Oh, oh That's right. a bit okay. That sucks as it Yeah
1: Particularly when you There's no reason For not being able to have Another character join you And just get filled in quickly But that's yeah. the old school style Of just Yeah, yeah. Also Which I never like Because I don't understand What you do If you went round to your friend's house For three hours And you died in the first hour What do you yeah. do?
0: Yeah it's a yeah. bit like Those social deduction games When you're out in the first round And you have to wait Another half an hour First Yeah
1: oh, Werewolf's rubbish Stop playing werewolf See I, I
0: really rubbish. enjoy werewolf Because it gets very tense And then as soon as you're out You're like well this is it I'll do a quick overview of what yes. kind of happens
1: room. in the adventure. Yeah, so spoilers. Spoiler warning.
0: Spoiler warning.
1: I'm going to set Sorokowski this. If you're planning to play it, stop now, but we'll send your GM across to this episode if you want them to run it.
0: You start off as prisoners on a ship You've been taken from various different islands It has a very quick sort of brief history of what it is And just a quick brief history about what happens in it So like there was a pirate king who took over one of the islands It's been 60 years since their death And now there's this sort of conflict with piracy And people being spread out essentially
1: The Corine Archipelago The
0: Corin Archipelago, yeah And and it just it talks about like you can you can have people from here There's a few bits and pieces But it ultimately doesn't matter But you start off on a ship You are prisoners And then... There's a big storm And eventually the ship Is shipwrecked onto this island And their first sort of encounters That like, you have to get away From the final pirate That's sort of been left there I will say This is basically The first adventure Is that how do you deal With one person yeah. Who is blind drunk on a beach Who insists on everything And it, it does talk about The different ways People can go about it But it does take a long Winded style You could go you could fight the person You could escape You could just wait You could do this You could yeah. do that And it's like They're going to try and escape Because they've been treated very poorly Again, through the prologue It feels like, yes. well, you know There's not much hope What are you going to do?
1: I did like, with that bit It is a My First Encounter thing Which, as you say, does take a lot of time But I think it does In a way, I like that it doesn't say They will fight this person Here's how to run a combat It almost hints at They're going to try and sneak out And there's ways to do that And there's a time limit if you really want to, you can model the sobering up of that pirate. I don't do that. Any time related things in games I throw out, I can't stand yeah. it. I cannot stand a time-related thing. I just don't know. Do it that.
0: just adds stuff to it. That's just another yeah. thing to worry about. Compared to other RPG systems like Blades in the Dark, which obviously has those clocks things that don't yeah. progress. That makes sense because everything is time precious here, just like they have to do something. Yeah. You know, I think that's almost like a, a manager expectation thing to be. To say, move this plot along, please. Yeah. You are you are level zero. It's a desperate situation. You know, you're yeah. on an island. I think towards the end of this particular episode it talks about exposure and that you're going to get <laughs> cold and stuff. Which again, I hadn't really considered. But of mm. course, you know, you don't have much in terms of clothes. There, you don't have any equipment per se, and you're exposed to the elements on this island, which is yeah. like part jungle, part hill, etc. And there isn't any shelters and stuff. So it's like, yeah. well, what do you have to do? You have to make a decision, otherwise you're going to. I, area, I yeah.
1: do like that. I think rather than, because again, that's a timed thing where you go right for every hour, they go out there, they're exposed, they take one hit point worth of damage, which can kill someone outright if they've only rolled one for their hit point. But I would use them as a GM, both the sobering up of the pirate and the exposure purely as a, if you've got those players who are not making a decision, you just go. Right, well he looks like he's You know, he's had his big sick And now he's feeling a lot better
0: Tactical chunder on the beach Yeah, he's had a tactical <laughs> one.
1: Or a hop Look at Viz's Profanosaurus for a hop um, <laughs> And he, you know, yeah You're starting you, You've lost feeling in your hands and feet You know, they <laughs> like, give the players that This is going to happen So you better get a move on But to actually time it That doesn't feel very my first adventure Because you're saying to a GM You should have a stopwatch with you You know, kind of And it's like, don't bother one criticism I do have with the module, and I might as well say it here, because yes. it's a running theme through it, is it's very, and then the players will. Yes. And that's very a bit like, no, they won't. I know my players, they're not going to do that. There is advice for what happens if this, but there's not almost enough. <laughs> it's, it's often it's like, what if they try and build a raft? Oh, mm. shit. Um, <laughs> you know, oh, God, oh, God, I hadn't thought about that. It has a lot of guidance, but it's not foolproof. I would go yes. through it and imagine yourself as a player and go, well, what would Rob do? How would um,
0: I get out of this? I, I have no this. I guess because like we said, like nowadays with D and D fifth edition, you know, you get to a point where you're like, I feel indestructible. Yes. Like I have this and I have this. So here you're level zero, you have at most six hit points if you're lucky. You as a player, you're like, Well, what is my chances? Okay, I'm gonna try this, yeah. and I'm gonna try this, I'm gonna try this. And there'll be like you said, some foolhardy people going, I'm just gonna I'm
1: just gonna, gonna rush, brush rush him kind of thing. Yeah, and you're like, great. The first pirate does d eight damage, so he can one shot anyone in the party. That's the first guy, (laughs) Um, and you know, yes, he's easy to hit because he is drunk. But if he hits, he's going to bring you down. And even the goblins do d6 damage. Sorry, spoiler. There are goblins. There are goblins. (laughs) I'm actually having a look down the damage chart because just we will go back to the plot and talk about this. The back of this is just this wealth of. Handouts and guides, mm-hmm. and just, and it's brilliant. It's actually, I was looking at that. I thought like, this is fantastic. Including page 36 is just a chart, effectively, with every enemy you might find in each episode yes. with their stats, with hit point boxes oh, I know. written out amazing for, oh. for like you know, it says goblin with spear, and you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine pairs of hit boxes. Oh. Brilliant There is no reason This format shouldn't be Taken up into every Module Every
0: adventure. Yeah I yeah. completely agree Yeah because it's just there It's very small And you could easily yeah. Just print it out Because the amount of times I've gone oh god And then looking yeah. for stuff And all that sort of thing I guess because like Maybe because these particular creatures, they don't have like our oh, special attacks or no. they're, yes, all, they're, they're very... all sort of melee stuff, which yeah. is fine. But I, yeah, I was just like, oh, that makes it so much easier. Because then you'd be like, yeah, all right, tick, tick, tick. It's this person. Yeah. You don't have to have multiple bits of post it notes or different yeah. sheets and stuff we'll go, like
1: that. Okay, oh, there's six goblins. I need to roll their hit dice. Right. it's like two here and the hit points for
0: prepared. them. Let's continue talking About those handouts As well So again Another big spoiler There is an NPC Later on That can give you Information So if you ask that Like oh well Here's the map This NPC draws Compared to the DM's map Mm. Which is a little bit More detailed And it's really fascinating Because not only Is it sort of drawn on Basically like A palm leaf uh, So it's actually A really cool map It's not like A traditional sort of like
1: Gridded squares Gridded square
0: Exactly And so it's not accurate For various Mm. reasons Which we'll go into But it's like I thought that's really cool Because again Most of the times I go, right, I'm going to draw my own map. But actually... How often do your players nowadays ask you for a map? And, oh, do you have anything? Because it just says if they don't ask for it, don't give it to them. but, like, yeah. but this is such a cool thing because it looks yeah.
1: great as a result. Yeah. So. yeah, you can literally cut around it and then hand that to a player. But it does annoy me, though, because in the module, it says he writes it on parchment and then the picture's on I a palm leaf. And I saw like, yeah. that. Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, you go back through with your penguins, it's a palm leaf. Yeah. And that, for me, is quite cool because just that image of like, yeah, you are part of an island. Of course, why would he, this NPC that you rescue, have stuff like this from where they are. I think one thing I do want to say right at the beginning and I sort of yes. skipped over it a little bit what I found interesting with this scenario is obviously we all, we've said it before they start at level zero at the yes. end of this adventure they should be just over level one they may have got mm-hmm. get experience so they get experience with doing certain deeds and stuff, which is listed at the end of each mini adventure essentially yes. what's interesting is that it talks about how the character's actions and attitudes determine what that character's class is but yeah. more importantly what each character's behaviour mm-hmm. is and how that determines alignment and you as the dm get to decide that you can give some suggestions yeah. and then talk with your player like how did you feel about this this and this and if they think differently you work with them to talk about that yeah. i thought that's fascinating it's almost oh, like really a, a peer review about how yeah. you think your performance is <laughs> yes.
1: it's very much a pdr isn't it um mm-hmm. and you get, get there are character tracking forms at the back of the thing again and you can put these says all the alignments you know lawful neutral chaotic, good neutral evil and you can put a little tick by each one each time you think oh that was it you know like um, those Star Wars RPGs on the Xbox where the Knights are Republic where it's like you've earned a dark side point you've earned a light side point mm-hmm. you can do that you can be like okay maybe you'll tell the players maybe you won't or you'll go yeah that was a very assassiny thing to do or that was a very fighty thing to do and you could let the characters do their own and then you could you know, mix up at the end and go, right, well, I think you acted in an incredibly evil manner. And they might be like, no, that was incredibly good. And you'd be like, oh, okay. Well, the sheet says otherwise, you know. And I think that's an interesting way because it's an interesting party creation because you might end up at the end of the adventure with like a chaotic evil person and a lawful good person. So do they just end up stabbing each other up at the end of it anyway? <laughs> but no, I think that's great. I really like that period. And again. There's a handout at the back that you can just sit and track with, which is again, yeah, brilliant.
0: very helpful. And I think this is this is definitely a feature of older modules and stuff. It gives out that experience. Go oh, for this encounter you get this and all that sort of thing. Again, that's very helpful to be like oh, so they bypass this particular thing interesting we'll translate that into like you said the moral alignments in some way i think for me, the only thing i would do is make sure i'd manage that expectation up front so it could be quite a surprise Uh, it's like oh well i didn't that whole thing going hey your actions and what you do in the same will determine what it is at Hmm. the end just letting you know you don't have to be like
1: if you do evil things you're going to be evil yeah Yeah, I think so. Just make it aware that you're being watched. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, because there is, again, spoiler, as it is, there Mm. is a goddess on this
1: island as well that can see their stuff. I really, we will get back to the plot, I do prompt you. I actually (laughs) genuinely would love to see this redone. I think this is a, a very good kit. This would be a perfect free RPG thing from Wizards. It's just really nice, even down to little touches. Like, there's only two NPCs. That's Mm. actually great because if you're a new GM and you've got a list of 12 NPCs to run, you're just like, I'm I'm done, I'm out, I I check out. There's Mm -hmm. two. One's very important. One is literally put in there as the voice of the GM. Like it's literally like... use Quest help. Use this other NPC as the voice. She gives a little bit of plot help, but she can be one going just like... It's raining. We, we should probably. I'm cold, I'm <laughs> cold. Yeah. which is brilliant. You know, mm. because that's the kind of thing you forget about if you do leave twelve idiots on a beach. A lot of them are going to just die You know, we've all watched Love Island um, <laughs> that's, that's I mean, they're hard. in a
0: villa I think yeah, you're thinking of Survivor a... But so yes, man. I agree <laughs> yeah.
1: But I'm only saying that Because I'm going through the packet of stuff at the back Where yeah. you've got character portraits Pre-gen characters Little yeah. you know, pictures of them Terrible artwork um, <laughs> But it's just this whole little package That you go for But do you want to get back on the plot? Let's get back on
0: Well, plot. I quickly want to say that the, the one thing I did thought was interesting It says that if you do certain things and you might get locked into character so it talks about spell yes. spell casters for example which i thought was interesting because obviously it's like you start to read a scroll that you find or you start to feel the magic in it and that's like oh you've opened up this pathway to you but then as a result it closes off you're not going to be these anymore which i thought was interesting i don't know again i don't know if i would do that personally because i you know i think i would give i would like to give that choice to players at the end but again in first edition i know obviously It definitely is more like once you've locked into something, that's it. You don't get maybe higher than a certain level if you're a spellcaster like this. It makes sense for this edition. I think now because we've got multi-classing, you uh, you could be anyone and everything and you can move stuff around. It doesn't matter. But that's the the only thing I thought that was interesting to have, still have certain rules for stuff, which, again, the players might not be aware of. And as soon as they go, oh, I picked a magic straw. Oh, you can read it. By the way, now you are a wizard. And you're like, Oh, but I, you know, I've got two axes yeah. on my back And oh, well, great, I'm a
1: yeah. muscle wizard You know, that sort of thing In a way, it almost feels programmed like a computer game mm. There's lots of elements to it where you feel like Yes, this could be the beginning of a computer game I'm going to give my grognard opinion here yes. I hate multiclassing I hate it I hate multiclassing It's rubbish, make a decision, get off the fence Just make a goddamn decision. I hate it. Just switch to
0: one career and then just switch to a different career. You don't do bits in between.
1: (laughs) Create a new character, just do something else. I hate it. I I I, don't.
0: Different things to different people. I agree. No. I just because I, I just get, no. I get to a point where <laughs> certainly with fifth edition, because yeah. you have like, okay, so you're you're multi-classing, so now you you could have different hit die for different classes. And I'm like, oh, just just have it so it goes to the highest one, you know. Yeah. Otherwise, it just gets very bitty compared to in the past where we we're like, oh, we're having a whole Saturday we're it downstairs in somebody's mm-hmm. basement playing it. Now it's like. We have two hours on a yeah. Thursday yeah. and I'm tired. <laughs> yes.
1: I can't be bothered calculating my hit dice for my wizard aspect of my druid, wizard, barbarian. Yeah. And he's just like, that's just shit. I think it's the kind of thing that plays into that idea of modern d d being a bit player fantasy to a point where it's like, I'll just do what I want. You know, I've created Superman yeah. or Batman or something and you're like, all right, cool. Anyway, this is a discussion for another time.
0: It is a discussion for another time, but I think it's an interesting one to have. So you've managed to thwart... Your pirate's yes. captor yeah. And yeah. the next chapter is that You hear noises And you sort of go up A very interesting sort of incline Again it talks about like different ways They can approach this However you do it You look down And you see there is a fight Happening between some orcs And some goblins And what's interesting in this chapter It does a play by play By play account of who wins Yeah I've never seen that
1: before And no. That's really good Because it saves you having to go oh shit, I need to hold some dice or I'm just going to make it up. No, it literally says who dies on what turn of combat if the players do nothing. And I yes. think that is brilliant. I genuinely think that's a really good way of doing it yeah. because they, the players don't know. Ooh, yeah. But you know, and you're just going, all right, tick that one off, tick that one off. And yeah. it's really good. It immediately puts players into a world where actually they, they matter, but they don't matter. Things yes. will happen without them and gets that into their mindset immediately that if they don't do anything, the world's still going to keep turning. They're not just going to stand in a holding animation waiting for them to, to come up, <laughs> kind of thing. Grrr, grrr. Yeah, <laughs> like the fight. They will fight and one side will win and then they've got a little bit of dominance on the island from just that. Mm. So not making a choice is a choice in this because if you don't do anything, yeah. one side will win this skirmish and there's not many of either side on this island. So they've now got a little aband and as yeah. a GM, you can play on that.
0: That idea of not making a decision is a decision. It feels very Telltale Games-esque, where you've got a time limit of sorts, mm. and you could choose stuff. Because it talks about, yeah, they can go and fight them straight away. I mean, it's suicide, but they can mm. do that. There's boulders where they are, so they can push them down and then cause a bit, you know, more distraction yeah. and stuff. And I think the real reason is because this minor character we talked about is a captive to the orcs, mm. and you can see them with. And it's almost like you're at the top. You see them at the bottom of this cliff. You see the orcs fighting, losing, and then yes. you see the goblins. And it does say, like, you know, what do you do? Because it says what happens if they don't do anything. The mm-hmm. goblins eventually kill the orcs, take that person, and you're like, cool, that NPC is isn't in this adventure anymore. And then, yeah. what to do if that happens? Because yeah. <laughs> um, obviously they're a big source of information. And I, it's just it's fascinating, I think, because it's mm-hmm. such an interesting thing. Because like, you don't have any weapons. You're you're still six hit points. You know, do you go? and interfering, oh, go and help that person. Yeah. So I just thought it was, it was quite an, an interesting quandary, I guess, because obviously for me, I was like, yeah, fuck them.
1: And yeah, that is covered in the appendix at the back. It says what to do without them. And I just think that by having an encounter that the players can choose to engage with, it sort of opens up one of the... It's almost in a tutorial to RPGing, that mm. actually there's going to be times where you do nothing. There's going to be times where you observe... And that's fine as well. Not everything has to be your story. If this encounter said, you see this fight, and no matter what happens, the players are seen and are drawn into the fight, that would be a bit of a shame because then what you're programming there is a combat encounter, whereas this really gets down. If this is the first RPG that people are playing, it gives that idea of, yeah, this is a game where you can choose to do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And here's an example why that matters
0: every decision they make matters more so than I've seen in any other introductory adventure yeah. like because I guess yeah like you said it's that's trying to get them into role playing trying to get them to sort of understand these things there. so maybe you let some bits by the wayside but yeah at every point it matters when they come off the ship do they try and get rid of that pirate captive yeah. if not that pirate captive comes back later on or if they capture them what happens is that, oh they'll try and escape you know and then it's like next to next to next so it's a lot of factors which again may be a bit overwhelming if you're really really new to this sort of thing but at mm. same time, it's, it's interesting
1: and it's yeah, yeah really interesting I think at least what they've done is not introduce too many factors because really mm. you've got as like two NPCs one pirate enemy orc enemies goblin enemies later enemies and a god to deal with. Yeah. That's not a huge amount. That's only six factors. And the orcs and the goblins are very transparent. You know, they have their motives. They're going to do their thing. They're on pre-programmed. Yeah. One of the NPCs is literally just another survivor. And after the first encounter, she disappears into the background, effectively. Yeah. So you don't have a huge amount of track on. So I would love to run this. Like, mm. reading it, I was like, and I'm a very experienced GM, and I'm not saying that in a braggy way, just I am. No, it, it's just facts. Fact. But I was like, this looks fun to run. Mm-hmm. Like, I was looking at it and thinking, this has got some really interesting bits. I like that it's got a limited setting that's barely fleshed out, but then there's enough at the back that gives you a bit more, His, if you want to keep playing in the archipelago, here's some more. Yes. And that immediately you start thinking, all right, cool, because this just says, this is an island and there's not much on it, but you can start playing with that. What type of trees are on it? Well, let's say there's fir trees on it. Mm. You've added to that immediately mm. and added to where this is going to be and stuff. It's a really fun sandbox to play with without too much to worry about. I yeah. really think this could be an excellent a New Minds of Findelva kind of thing. Mm. Like, hey, run this. You know, run, really do run this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because with the Lost Minds of Fandalb, which is now, if you've got a D and D Beyond account, I believe you can get that for free. Right, so it's they're... like
1: hundred years old now.
0: It's well, it's not a hundred years old, but yeah, it's they've got the new starter set coming out, mm-hmm. so I think they're making it uh, free. The, yeah, the intro to that is essentially, oh, this person's gone missing. Go find them, and then go it's like, do oh, it. yeah, go do it. And so there's yeah. not, there's no stakes in it, whereas this one is. Should we pick the path that you you rescue yes. this 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 old old man uh, as it's described? Someone called Keystake They did this little story about how they you know were a part of this sort of I don't want to say entourage, but they were part of the court of the pirate king. It's interesting because it instantly sets up like this person is like grateful that you've helped them, mm. but then. As you proceed to go through the next couple of episodes, it's like something's not all right. So essentially you start off by going, Oh, but you've rescued me. Come, I've got a place at the temple. Blah blah, blah yes. You all sort of make your way over there and then proceeds a the third chapter where it's a long description about all these different runes, not much in them.
1: Yeah, um, which surprised me. I did like how it said, as so I'll read it verbatim. before please. launching into the first episode of the adventure, let's look at the island as a whole, because now the characters have a character to talk to, to pump for information. And that's Mm. actually really nice That the GM can go Oh yeah, this is the time Where they're going to start finding out So let's find this out Mm. This new character, by the way When I read them The first thing I thought about was Is it Herman Toothrot? who is the guy you find on Monkey Island? Yes. the Udy Hermit on Monkey Island? I was like, yeah, you've obviously got to run him exactly like that. Yep, yep, <laughs>
0: yep, yep, yep. Absolutely, absolutely. I think this could be really good as a Monkey Island, like just stuff with Monkey Island in this whole thing, because that would be Definitely. so cool. If you're Especially...
1: going to have music playing, get the Monkey Island themes playing in the background, just because, yes, 100%. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. And what's interesting in this temple thing is that eventually they'll settle down. There's like, oh, exposure's not a thing anymore. But there's talk about if you go to certain like places, like the huge big temple room, uh, again, some really interesting descriptions, some beautiful descriptions there yeah. of things being tarnished and stuff like that. And this is the key thing is that. Yes. If somebody is showing, like, sadness or wishes to clean things up, you know, who's like, Mm -hmm. says, oh, it's such a terrible thing that's happened to this wonderful temple. Very specific things,
1: which I don't think your players would ever do. No, but I think think you can just be a bit nicer. If if someone takes a dump in the corner, that's one thing, compared to someone (laughs) just, like, resetting a chair. Yeah, because this place has been raided by the orcs, hasn't it? They've come in looking for treasure and not Mm -hmm. found
0: anything. There is like a a statue of the the goddess that this temple is dedicated to, which is all sort of stained and tarnished. And then later on in the evening, once everyone's asleep, this person's been picked, you know, who has shown like the the most worthy in uh, mm-hmm. sort of, uh, quotation marks, is woken by a vision of this statue talking to them, mm-hmm. uh, which then eventually it, it's a little bit of a winded things with. I'm just going to talk to them, or I trust everyone else. Okay, everyone else can talk to me now. Yeah. I guess because it's to stop that metagaming, perhaps, or to stop yeah. people like waking up and like, ah, it's this or
1: whatever. I think though what that does do is we always talk about when we're running games to people give everyone that spotlight moment. Mm-hmm. It could be quite a good one for a player who hasn't done much so far. And yes. You feel like isn't getting to do stuff. You could go okay. It does say yeah. If people are worthy, pick them, and then I think it goes down to whoever has the highest wisdom or something. Yes. You know, it, it sort of gives you. But I think as a GM, you could definitely go. Actually, you've not done a huge amount, and you might like that. So, oh, it's you, and then that gives that character who two hours ago in the game was just a slave. You could start thinking, oh, maybe I want to be a cleric. Maybe I want to be a cleric of this god. You know, immediately you're sort of building that little rapport. Yeah. So, no, you're wrong, Fiona.
0: Um, (laughs) No, but I I like that. It doesn't because it doesn't tell you that in the thing. It just it gives you more prescriptive video game like stuff. Whereas I think I think that's really cool as as a GM, just be like, Mm -hmm. ah. I think my only caveat to that, the only mm-hmm. thing I'd add on to that is that then only they get to talk to the goddess. Yes. Make it their, that it is their proper spotlight moment yes. so that then they have to give this information to the yeah. people because what the goddess says is yes. that I hate what's happened to this island and my yeah. temple because of the strength. I'm going to destroy it. But because you guys are here, I'll destroy it tomorrow.
1: <laughs> yeah, which is very, very Greek goddess of it. Have the other players dream that they're watching the conversation.
0: Oh yeah, that yeah.
1: So they don't they can't interact, but you don't then have to have that, what did the goddess say to you? What happened last night? Nice. Yeah, yeah. I recount what just happened. Then they have that moment of character talking. And what you can then do for each of the players is the goddess might appear as a different aspect. Oh yeah, you know I like it that. might be the goddess Athena, but to an or half orc, they don't believe in Athena, so it's the goddess, whatever. That way everyone gets that supernatural element, but that one player gets to be the the voice of the party.
0: Mm -hmm. The other thing quickly to mention About this temple thing Is that there is An encounter in it (laughs) We're doing hand gestures To indicate Yes there is a ghoul Mm. As if it's hand gestures To to say Ah it's a ghoul Which doesn't Like appear until later on And it's Mm. one of those things Where I'm like It's a very cool idea I really like it as a GM Because I'm like Oh yeah You know I'm I'm gonna surprise them But like as a player, you wake up in the middle of the night and then you're attacked by something. It's a ghoul. And the only person that knows about it is this NPC, uh, Keystake, who knows yeah. about it but doesn't say anything. I, I would maybe rewrite this to be a bit like, there's clearly something else here. Like, do you go, oh, something moves, and you're like, yeah. you are like, go and investigate it, because otherwise it feels there's no preamble no. for the players to be like, by the way, yeah. it's not safe here.
1: <laughs> yeah, the only way would be if you go into the kitchen and look up the chimney. Yeah. Then you can see them But no, you want to leave bones, gnawed bones around the place You want to have a goblin that's been hung up to be eaten kind of
0: Let's yeah. there's, there's, there's talk about uh, meat hooks in the yes. kitchen with nothing in them, right? So you think, yeah, then they're like, oh, that Put looks some fresh meat there. Yeah, yeah,
1: I think so And I think the ghoul is very, turns up and attacks And it will it will run through your party Because yeah. it gets two rounds of killing It will run through your party I would run the ghoul way more like a golem like it's actually quite interested. It is evil, yeah, and it's waiting to attack. But it's much more playing with its prey. You know that mm-hmm. kind of more. I would definitely this ghoul. I would, you know, we always talk about use tropes, particularly when you're playing with new players. Have ghoul turn up, yeah, you know. And then it doesn't even need to be a ghoul. It can just be someone who has, you know, been on this island for a hundred years, kind of thing. You know, I really think you can play a lot with this. Ghoul. It is named ghoul. It Has no rules in terms of undead or anything like that. So you can just do what you want. You, yeah, I'd rename this as a wretch. Yeah. And then you can yeah. just run with it. Maybe this is someone who was a shipwrecked who um besmirched the goddess. And she's mm. she has given them a long life, but a horrible life, you know, as a punishment. So that's a fun little thing. So that's a warning there of don't piss off the goddess. Because it tells yes. you what it tells you if you do, you actually suffer. Don't use a ghoul actually. A ghoul is very boring. Use this as something more. Let's play with this a little bit and, But also give the players a hint Because otherwise, yeah It's like, yeah. oh, you've done all this stuff You've met the goddess Yeah, you're all dead
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh, well. all got eaten in them, right? Yeah, because it does talk about the goddess Like giving some help in some way yeah. If the battle is going really, really badly But I think maybe it's just, just like Oh, this episode's just been more of a Talky-talky exploration thing But there's no Because it does talk about like You don't do random encounters on this thing It's very much sparse, this, this island So I think it's like Oh, we need to put something in Either it's a ghoul or some sort, or if that captive from before, the pirate is come, it, they come in the night instead and use yeah. them instead. Which, I, that for me makes more narrative sense and is a bit more like satisfying, but only if they Absolutely. pick that path, right? So, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. If the players want something to do, throw in an, an encounter, but make it fair. This, this one doesn't seem fair. It yes. really does. Yeah, if, yeah, it
0: feels a bit shit. Yeah, after yeah. A whole lot of time. if
1: you have the pirate come back, he bangs the door open, swearing and cursing, so it gives the players that time, and then they can ambush him. You know, you know, like really give them something to do, but yeah. just have them murdered in the night is rubbish.
0: You've had the goddess thing. You have got this time. There's now time limit that the island's going to be destroyed and ripped apart by a storm within the next day. Your new best buddy key stake says oh well we can get off the island as i know something about that but you might need some magical items uh i know i know it's a way that I can we, we can get that we can go to the manor of the sea king yes. and you're like hmm interesting because this is the part where i'm like i don't know about this because this Essentially, big spoiler, is that Keystick gets very jealous and because was part of the Sea King's core and doesn't doesn't like what's happened to things to the point where when the sea king fell, along with his partner and son and stuff, so he basically wished for them to, to forever be preserved And as a result, they have been under yes. this manor house yeah. uh, But obviously, when you wish for something that big It doesn't always go right So it's, I just find it really interesting Because it, mm. it at no point... Does it, like, it feels like, oh, well, now you're taking the treasures Well, I hate you now, and I'm going to mm. kill you and trap you and stuff like that I feel like, again, maybe a little bit, again, we've talked about this About rewriting it slightly, like, maybe the only way off this island Is that he needs help with something yeah. And the, the adventure's helping, he goes, well, now you've helped me I'm now going to kill you, or, 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 yeah. or try and sneak away, essentially
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, the switch is too fast mm-hmm. It yeah. is really just like, oh, right, there was no way we could have known that Cheers Yeah
0: because towards the end, that he's not getting off the island, he's sort of consumed by this. Like, well, I love the Sea King, mm. uh, and even though he, he will be told, like, oh, well, this island's being torn into shreds and all that sort of thing, it's, you think to yourself, you can leave, and I don't know. It, yeah. it, it just feels, it just feels like. I I don't know what's what's the word for it, but it's very
1: crudely written. I think in terms of that, he is here's a character who will do a thing, and I'm not really going to explain why in a very good way. It was very just like I need a traitor. Okay, they're the traitor, and why? Yeah, yeah it, it isn't
0: a good reason to betray the party because he doesn't come across as selfish because obviously they, they save him, um, but he just doesn't like them using the magic items. And yeah, so I don't know. It's, it's, I guess for me, because it's obviously it's been sixty years. Maybe it's this idea, right? Like, oh well, the the island and living out here is a, you know it's, it's everything's changed and this whole. Maybe he's insane. Like, yeah. uh, it doesn't, I, I'm always one for intelligent villains rather than yeah. like this trope of like, oh, well, I'll just betray you because I can. Because yeah. he, he would know, this person would know, like that, if you've got five to six characters, even at level zero, they're still going to, you know, if you betray them, it's very hard to like take those people on. Like mm. you take on six people in general, it's quite hard, even in an argument.
1: <laughs> yeah. His main motivation should be the love of his former liege. Yes. So yes, the reason he won't leave, say, is because he wants to be with them for eternity kind of thing. Yeah. You want to play them like, and this is an odd reference to make for this character. So you've got this horrible, sweaty hobo guy. You know Elsa Schneider in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? Oh, the, yeah. the Nazi woman? Yes. She betrays Indy because she loves the grail. She mm. isn't for the party. She's for the grail. Mm. And she's happy to betray the Nazis at the end for the grail. But in, in the end, spoiler for a very old film, she's consumed by it. That's almost what you want to do with this yes. guy. Have him, that he's, his love and the fact he's been separated from his liege for 60 years is what is driving him. So later on, when the liege returns and the players have to, you know, fight, them really
0: yeah to escape
1: that would be the time that he would finally crack he would you would start showing it when it says and now he's mad that's actually when I'd start the and now you show he's starting to become erratic and then when that encounter happens that's when you go right and then he decides for the love of his lord kind of thing
0: Moving on a little bit, but when yes. you get to that stage, mm-hmm. he does this whole monologue, which is mm-hmm. a really good monologue. I was really enjoy reading that because it's the idea yeah. that you're just talking to a player, he is chatting away, and then it's very like, oh, oh, he's not good, and mm-hmm. it's like then you're talking to someone, and and then so they, all the other players are like, wait, what did you just say? <laughs> oh, fuck. all right. Yeah. Zip, swords come out. Let's go. But obviously, before we get that, he says like, "Well, these these magic items, these places, they're in the manor house, but they're in like mm-hmm. a, a dungeon." I know, I know the only way in. And of course, yeah. this manor house again, interestingly put, it's like you know, it's almost like um, like a, a H or a, a, mm-hmm. an I yeah. put on its side. And on one side the goblins are encamped and on the other side the orcs are encamped. So and they meet in the middle when they do their patrols and stuff. And again, it goes into a lot of detail about like what patrols are happening and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And I thought it was just quite interesting because I guess for me it's like obviously you don't want it to be like, oh, it's fighting all the time. So mm. it's sort of is more driven. It's this part I see as the sneaking around, going to rooms, trying to find stuff because you have ways of detecting these magic items that will help you out in the long run. Mm. It feels like the dungeon above before you go into the dungeon below
1: is sort of this H manor house mm-hmm. essentially. I thought that was really well done because actually when I first read it. This is stupid. So half the manor house is covered in goblins and the other half is covered in orcs and they hate each other because I don't think we actually went into it. But basically, the orcs and the goblins are two separate pirate groups Mm -hmm. and they've both landed at separate times on this island because they've gone, look, there's a temple in a manor house. That's going to be full of booty. And they've landed and now they're just in protracted skirmishes. And so I was like, well, this is stupid. Why would they both be in the same house? They would have killed each other by now but it literally has a section called Peculiar Behaviour of the Orcs and Goblins. And it says Mm -hmm. that the reason this isn't happening, like, your players will ask why this isn't happening, so here's the reason why. It's because they have a sort of piratey code going on. Yes. That actually all-out war isn't acceptable. There can be clashes between patrols, which is what you saw earlier. Mm -hmm. There can be the odd stab in the dark, but a whole war isn't the done thing. That, in itself gives a layer of texture to those orcs and goblins. Yes. These are no longer mindless orcs and mindless goblins. These are pirate crews with their own codes, their own ethics, mm. and their own motivations. That's brilliant. To go back to the minds of Findelph, and I'm not ragging on that, but here is a cave full of goblins, goblins bad, kill goblins. It's yeah. the first encounter, right? Yeah. Whereas this is like... Oh these guys are just Doing their parody thing Let's just mm. Let's just leave it <laughs> yeah. Let's just not Yeah it.
0: Well it, it adds that texture to it And it gives that something, something interesting For the DM to do If the players are listening And paying attention Because uh, we all love those NPCs So yeah I can imagine They sort of be to go Ah parlay Parlay and Like oh what You know like yeah. Oh but yeah. we were here first And that, that yeah. sort of you know, Rabble 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 Discussion discussion, discussion. And we should, I think you could leave that As an interesting thing But obviously mm. if they go Rushing in and, and try and Kill them And they're like Oh well you lose it that's a shame, you know. We're, yeah, and completely like that Delver thing, where it's supposed to be like, here is this information. That, oh, and you know, you fight your way to the end. Here's the goblin boss, gives you the information. You kill the goblin boss, and then you move on to the next area. This it's very hard to kill everyone because yeah. you're you're level zero. And there's loads of them. And there's loads of them. Like it yeah. talks about how many people are on on watch at any one time. And like yeah. if you go further out, oh they've got these shits, but also they're on there's so many patrols and stuff. Yeah. So instantly to me, this sort of manor house, it's is it is the sneaking mission, it's the hitman yeah. type thing yeah. where you're just gonna go So it talks about like if you happen to go down a corridor and you see groups turning around, like you could duck into a room because they don't care about you ultimately. They care about like, ah, you
1: know, yeah, it's this the is pirates. our bit, this is you our know,
0: yeah, yeah. As players like, oh shit, fuck, 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 quick. Get into, don't see us Don't see us Don't see us And of course they don't Because they're like yeah. Forget what we saw in the shadows What the fuck are you doing here This yeah. is our
1: corridor yeah. 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 We've sprayed our scent here You can't be here you can't. Um, How dare you And I do think that's really good cool Because again If you're going to take this adventure on To you're going to use this As a campaign launch You've got these two pirate crews now That yeah. you know Are NPC factions Brilliant You can really put richness into them As a result Yeah I yeah, really like that
0: so say you find your yes. way yes. to all these different rooms and stuff, and you get to the room with the IKEA bookshelf um, and the whole thing about which the bit this is the bit I do quite like. So obviously, mm. you know, the orcs and goblins are 5 but if they hear something, they're gonna go check it oh. out. So this idea that it takes forever to open up this secret panel and stuff, and you have to count the rounds and stuff, and then eventually you get yeah. through and get down to the bottom and then key state. Just sort of like Oh don't worry about it We've bl- I've blocked off The entrance for now And it talks about like Well they'll be like Well we're gonna Get down there Because the whole point Of this sort of Manor for the orcs And the goblets Is to find treasure They want treasure yeah. And they've been They've scoured all the ruins That's why it talks about The temple being ruins You know all, all that sort of thing So when they're like Oh we found the secret door It's blocked currently Well we're gonna Spend the next six hours digging our way down. And so, again, it's that time pressure about something's coming and you don't know your way out. That's the only way into this particular dungeon. You don't know your way out. And it talks about, like, somebody could die if the yeah. bookcase falls on you. Yeah.
1: We've got to think about it. Like, don't just say, we pull it open. You say, well, how are you going to do it? And if they say, well, I'll pull it down, then all right, you're an idiot. Like,
0: cool. Death by hardback.
1: Yeah. Like, that's that's and how it's That's... That you're introducing a new facet to RPGs there of RPGs are dangerous. If you're not careful, you're not saying, Oh, you've opened it, lol, it fell on you and you're dead. You know, (laughs) like that's rubbish. But if someone literally says, I'm standing in front of it and pulling it, then okay, they've made that decision. But yeah, (laughs) Um, it it really, each encounter just adds another little bit of, and here's how to play an RPG, and here's elements of RPGs. And I do think that is a real strength of this module. So they're so, through. They're down. Yeah. They're into the catacombs.
0: Yes, they're into the catacombs. They've they've been betrayed by Keystick right at the bottom for no reason. Mm-hmm. You've okay. dealt with him in some way.
1: Yes, please I see think, earlier discussion.
0: And then essentially it sort of talks about there's these catacombs, uh you've got the you've got the king and queen and and, and a boat essentially and it's like mm. get out of this island, get onto the boat. But as soon as you start interacting with anything, suddenly, oh, a, a twist that we all saw coming. <laughs> the, the king and queen arise and start attacking because they're protecting this thing and anything that interacts with them. Which again could you could make it as a proper horror thing. You're like, oh, mm. they've not aged. That's the main thing. Key stake was like, I want them to be preserved in a certain way. And that's that's why they've been in this magic. But now they're undead. They're zombie-like as well. So you've got, you know, orcs and goblins coming from one side, like trying to get their way down, and then you've got the king and queen zombie form with various weapons coming towards you, and you're just trying to push out this. Into the sort of little exit Just yeah. to get out I feel like this could be A proper rush Because it's like Again Do you stop Do you go Because like, there's treasure mm. here as well So yeah. it's like You know It's it's that yeah. sort of Again it feels very much like You know Pirates of the Caribbean The sort of Like you so Indiana Jones was like Come on we must go You know well, it's like, Oh getting stuff
1: Yeah absolutely Because you've got You've got the Orcs of Goblins You've got the young dead And the island's going to Start breaking apart because, the you know, you can, if you really want to add another time pressure, you start having splits appearing in the catacombs and rubble falling because you know, the goddess is going to destroy the island, but it might take a bit of time to start that destruction. So this is the cinematic ending. This yeah. is really when you blow your special effects budget.
0: Um, <laughs> Lens glare everywhere, even though you're in a dungeon.
1: <laughs> I love that the boat is behind a wall. Because that is very true of ancient cultures, and it's like mm. that bit in Moana where she discovers the fleet behind the wall. Yeah, you can very much play on that moment of "Here is your salvation," and that's mm. when things start going wrong. And it's a great ending. it's a really fun ending because yeah. it isn't a big combat. In fact, if you do a big combat, you're going to die. Yeah, you will be slapped down. It's a get the hell out of here and survive, which is a very piratey way to finish, really, <laughs> of jumping on a boat and sailing into the sunset. Mm. But it's a, as you say, though. There's gonna be a player character that makes that run for that rod of whatever spell casting and they're gonna yep. get hit by a block. You know, you want them to get hit by a block and squashed.
0: But yeah, there's expensive dinnerware, uh, there's arms, uh, chainmail, that sort of thing. Because you can imagine going, no, no, it's all mine. <laughs> and yeah, Like, yeah. rubble coming on. Like, no, yeah. Steve.
1: Again, that, <laughs> that last scene of Last Crusade, where she's trying to grab the golden cup and Before everything's she... coming down. And yeah, exactly. That yeah, mm-hmm. that
0: could be that could be really cool actually. I quite like yeah. that that image from it. And and then once you're out, it's like, okay, uh, the, your, your your quest help uh, Melisandra, She sort of goes, she goes, well. Great, thanks, guys. Just pop me back to my dad's, and I will give you some money, <laughs> and yes. then you can continue on there. So, like, like dropping her off so that she can go back to running the business, and again, maybe another story hook or connection from there. That's kind of it in a nutshell. I think yeah. for me, I agree with you from the beginning. There's a lot, and the six episodes seems quite a lot because mm. it feels like to me this should be a one shot.
1: This should yes, be like, this is a con game. This could be a really good con yeah, game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. so, but as a result, there's quite a lot in it. Like, I... I but I don't know what element I would get rid of, I se. would reduce, reduce down the
1: manor house. It's fun, but I literally would be... You get in and you're led to the, the catacomb entrance really fast. Yeah. Like, I, I, I would... That's the one. I think that's the unnecessary. I think it's a fun element. I really do. And if you're running it as a two-shot, I would split... Like, at at the end of the temple? At the end of the temple, or just, yes, they see the manor house on the hill, Next time That's where I would split it And then run it properly But if you If you're trying to fit this Into a con Or a one shot The manor house can be Can be pretty much forgotten In fact In a way You don't need the Orcs Goblins in it They've already They've already been here They've already raided it They've already had a look around Yeah, They see you going in maybe So you do have that Pursuit element yep. But you don't need it To be a, a conflict ground You can just leave it Really yep. And that's the element I would cut out I think If I was running this As a one shot
0: Yeah I agree Because like I said It has the, the thing of like Temple Manor house and I just think like just reduce It down like I said everything's been raided so there's not much Here for you to do yeah. it's which kind of I guess Kind of sucks with players like oh, I want to find stuff out And you're like yeah but it's, there's a story waiting You don't have you yeah. don't have time we're gonna There's just Judy sort of like ah, Come on let's <laughs> get going
1: yeah, you could cut the manor And maybe expand the ghoul in the temple a bit more If they really want a little encounter like that But mm-hmm. yeah, Because the catacomb should be a fast one, really But yeah, that's what I would do
0: I think I would, even, I would actually get rid of the uh, captor At the beginning, actually So that they're stuck there Because I, I, yeah. I guess once you're on the island Just the cold, the exposure is enough Yeah but I guess the problem is obviously Not the problem But like as we said well, As you said it's like, This is like my first encounter What do they do but yeah. I think if you really push for time Maybe like You've got to yeah. run this in two hours You're like Let's get them yeah. Let's get them yeah.
1: going That's true actually the He isn't necessary As an encounter Purely it, It's but, a bit of more but, fluff.
0: It's, but it's fluff But now now you see how I'm thinking about it I do think it's important fluff Because it, oh. it's kind of like Well you need to make a decision And this is where You start to start to have like Oh we're going to sneak away Oh well I want to have my revenge Because he mm. battered The to the person, etc.
1: You could do the the second encounter with the conflict. You could start it a few rounds in. Yeah. You could actually have it as you get there, it's the end of the conflict, and you've only got two or three rounds to act if you really want to stop anything. And if not, it will just play to its end. So you could actually also reduce that down. There's, there's, I want to go through this now with a pen. And I'm saying this not as a criticism. This is purely yeah. a let's run this in two hours. What yeah. would I do? What would you and do? And I think it would still be playable Yeah. and a lot yeah. of fun.
0: This could be, like, going back to the beginning of this where we sort of compared Mm. it to Dungeon Crawl Classic. I Mm. think, because it talks about, like, what happens if your character dies? And it goes, well, obviously there's lots more people on the ship that were taken Mm. off at the beginning, and you could play one of those people right up until you get into the manor house, and then it goes, Mm. that's it. I think we just do that Dungeon Crawl Classic of having a group of, like, people, and they're just like, oh, that person's gone. Oh, that person's gone. Oh, that person's gone. And I do like the idea that you could run it for Dungeon Crawl Classic, because the one thing... Mm. I learned about it when I was reading it for for our episode is that you're, you know, you're going to put your, your best character In quotation marks first And then they're going to die And then yeah. the second best in it, And to the point where The person that survives Is the weakest person mm. But I like that It makes it a real yeah. proper Survival horror story, story So I think if yeah. everyone had Four characters That they can just do Like again The combat style Like you know The others are like, sort of Hiding away Or like trying to get away Or something like, yeah. And then oh that person's gone Okay the next person Sees this opportunity To go and do something
1: Either for using Kindred Gore classics Or d d Because the character creation Takes moments really yeah. You can then then keep the deadliness of you wake up and Bob's being torn to pieces by a ghoul.
0: You'd mm. just be like, oh God. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. There's a bit of trivia I saw, which was like, oh yeah, we wanted to know what people wanted as the next supplement and people really wanted level zero characters. And I'm like, mm. I don't know if I'd want... That, but yeah. I think on top of that, you can. It's not just for brand new people to D&D it's for those veteran, in quotation about players, yeah. peak players who want a challenge. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, there's, something, there's always something about DD going, Ah, oh, I've done everything I could possibly want with DD, I need more challenges, and I, yeah. and it's going to be that's your Sasha Zero, uh, in a loincloth and a club. Yeah. This is the Elden Ring of, uh, of yes. DD.
1: I'm going to roll, I'm just going to do lots of rolls. I, I, as I say, I keep saying this, I would love to see this redone. I don't think it needs redoing particularly, but I'd love to see it produced as a, hey, here is a how to play an RPG. Because I think it's it's spot on. Mm -hmm. There's stuff that can get cut out, stuff that can be condensed or expanded. And as I say, it has its old 80s philosophy of, and then they are attacked by a ghoul. But I think it's spot on. I really do. I think it's a really good, I really enjoyed reading it. Mm -hmm. I think it's full of artwork that's fun because it's actually, it's not just cut and paste artwork. It's yeah. pictures of the pre-generated players, characters running around the manor house, yep. running around the catacombs, seeing the orcs and goblins. So if you really want to, you can cut those pictures out and show them to your players. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I just, it's, its But I really want to run this. I genuinely yep. really want to play this one. It's really fun.
0: Ultimately, I completely agree. It's short and simple, really simple idea, which you could do a lot with, and definitely something you could do, like I said, for a con, for a one shot, or if you if you really want to take it slow, you like use it as another introduction for another system. Like obviously I know mm. we talked about Dungeon Call Crassics, making it so sort of really, really random. Yeah, I see this black hack. I was thinking, no. you know, Quest would be another one if you wanted to make it super yeah. fantasy-esque, all that sort of thing. So it's one of those ones where you're like, this could work. For quite a number of things And that makes me quite happy actually That having seen introductory adventures Which aren't predetermined Or predefined by certain rules Because you could get to the end and go Okay, here's what we think could work And then you take that to your relevant system That you want to do So yeah,
1: Yeah, overall, really, really good one Yeah, double thumbs up My only other last edit is I wouldn't use Orcs and Goblins. Change yeah. something else, um, but purely just literally cosmetic changes. kobolds and Bugbears, just something to make it a little bit more D D as opposed yeah. to a and fantasy. It's literally the only change I would make.
0: And I, um, I agree with that because I think Orcs and Goblins are always the go-to. Oh, you're low-level characters. Oh, it's Goblins, and yeah, it's like but, I, it does feel very tropey in
1: that. Yeah, but yeah, at least I you're not punching that. rats. That's yeah. cool. <laughs>
0: But thank you so much for spending your time talking to me about a level zero adventure. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Is there anything you'd like to promote? Is there stuff you're up to that we can we can find on
1: the internet? Oh no, damn! I literally thought about this as well. I thought if Fiona's going to ask me about this, well, I should have something prepared. No. Um, So I mentioned this on the last podcast, but my Warhammer podcast, Realm of Fire, is going through changes. We are going to do a joint thing with Darker Days Radio as a relaunch. So there's going to be more hosts and more content because at the moment there's two of us. It's sort of relying on us being available and there's, there's an Atlantic Ocean between us. So we're we basically coming into a way to try and get more content and more products. So we haven't released much this year, but this is coming back. Nice. Um so Realm of Fire, keep your eye on that. It's been in hiatus. It is coming back. And I still want to do some more RPG podcasting. I've recently been on Full Metal RPG mm. talking about FKR, free creek revolution role playing. And actually, I'm now putting my money where my mouth is and playing a game of Tolus based in that. But other than that, no, been quite quiet. That's it. Really?
0: Sorry. No, no, it's good. And yeah, yeah, I would definitely check out the FKR thing because i I listened to half of it because you sent it to me and I really enjoyed it. It was very, very interesting. Well, that's some amazing news about Darkest Age Radio as well. So mm. yeah, I'm very excited for you on that front. In terms of where, that's the other podcast that I run. So what am I rolling? A twice monthly RPG Water podcast. That's always going for my Yeah, Yep, yeah, doing a finger finger pointing now. Uh Numenera is coming out. Today I'll be recording I know I thought I'd let you know Rob Because obviously Rob is very kind to GM that for us So that is finally coming out Part one is coming out We've had lots of Lots of dancing moves now uh, Which the listeners at home can't see but we've also had lots of interviews out uh for, so if you're interested in those systems so like we've got stuff from murkborg we've got stuff from Deaf in space ruins at simber was the latest one we talked about but we also do a whole bunch of solo rpgs uh multiple rpgs lots of improvising and all that sort of thing so if you're interested in finding out more like that check it out it's a lot of fun i really enjoy doing it and podcast. Oh. Mm-hmm. Shucks Just because you're Shucks. on it A few times it's, yeah. uh, they're, like... the, they're the best episodes Of course Of course yeah. And then finally We have our uh, Offer code At Third Space Gaming Your friendly local game store In Burnley If you want to get 10% off your first order Just type in the Offer code The At the checkout And you can get them On anything I'm sure they do More RPG books now if you want to do some pre-order for the Radiant Citadel, which should be coming out in the next month or so, try it out there. But there's terrain, there's dice, there's all sorts. And just pop in and say hello, because they're very, very lovely. And uh, getting back to in-person gaming as well, which is always yes. wonderful. Because um, as I've got because I've recently just come back from UK Games Expo, running games in person. It's a lot of fun. I, I've I've missed it, but it's, and it's still just a little bit different to online uh, playing games. But, you know, I've really enjoyed my time and it was a lot of fun.
1: That sounds like you're gonna die. You're going to I, I, your I, this, is, this
0: is this is me going, I am signing, signing off uh, final time, yeah. but uh,
1: this is I... Fiona last fiver of the wear podcast <laughs> signing off
0: and then I'm just like screeching yes. a static and then the credits roll. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well,
0: until next time, friends, thank you so much for listening and we will speak to you here to you. Thumbs up. See you next time. See,
1: See you. See you later. Twitter. Stay <laughs> hydrated.
0: Stay hydrated. Bye.